You're listening to Differentiated with Ben Silverman, where investment research analysts dive into insider data and demystify the signals that drive one-of-a-kind investment ideas. Welcome to Differentiated. I'm your host, Ben Silverman. 2023 is coming to a close, and one of the things I like to do at the end of every year is take a look back to see who are the smart insiders, who is smart buying, who is smart selling. This year, I found some surprising results. The implosion of SVB Financial roiled bank stocks in Q1. Bank insiders quickly expressed their belief that SVB's problems weren't endemic, and they did so by buying stock at an aggressive clip. No single insider in the banking industry or any industry reaped the rewards of buying this year, as well as Jay Sidhu, the chairman and CEO of Customers Bank Corp, stock symbol CUBI. Customer Bank Corp shares were trading around $31 in late February, just ahead of the SVB financial collapse. Three weeks later, Sidhu bought a $500,000 in shares at just $11 as the stock whipsawed one day, falling below $7 at one point. Sidhu wasn't able to capture the stock's bottom, but the stock has more than quadrupled from the price he bought at. By October, Sidhu was back to his normal behavior selling stock, and by December, he was doing it at prices above $48. Sidhu's faith and confidence in the company as expressed through his insider buying paid off. What we've learned is you do not want to have concentration risks in this environment. The signature problems and Silicon Valley problems were very much related to lack of risk management, liquidity, as well as taking a huge amount of concentration risk. We have never taken concentration risk, and we will not take concentration risk, irrespective of how many big opportunities one sees in non-interest bearing deposits. The granular portfolio, quality of portfolio from diversified and huge number, large number of uh, customers is prudent and it's consistent with our approach to a forward-thinking bank that has in its DNA strong risk management. And we saw the same thing in another part of the financial sector where there was another big winner. Tobias Luque is best known as the co-founder and CEO of Shopify, but he's also director at crypto exchange Coinbase, symbol C-O-I-N. That's where he had great success this year with some buying. Luque bought more than $2.2 million in shares at $48.50 in January and February. That included buying near the stock's all-time low of about $31.5 in January. The 2023 buys are actually via Rule 10b-51 plan that he'd been using since August 2022 to transact weekly buys. Now, not surprisingly, Coinbase kind of comes and goes as the price of Bitcoin moves. And with Bitcoin trading at its best level in about 18 months at the end of 2023, shares of coin were trading at prices above $140. That gave Lutke a more than 190% on his 2023 buys. So our first two big winners were a bank caught in the SVB contagion and a company whose stock price is intimately connected to the price of cryptocurrency. You have two very obvious levers there. Less obvious is that insiders at a regional airline would notch some of the top-performing buys this year. CEO Russell Childs is one of four insiders at SkyWest Airlines, symbol SKWY, to buy stock around $19 in February. This came after the company reported disappointing Q4 22 earnings. Stock was still trading around that price in late March, but it started to show some signs of life, so it got some love from some sell-side analysts. 
Q123 earnings announcement in late April sparked a nice rally. Overall, demand for each of our products remains exceptionally strong. As I discussed last quarter, we have set ourselves up to be a fundamentally different and better company. We have done this by focusing on the core areas of our business that will set us up for growth in 2024 and beyond and ensure we have a solid, sustainable future. Positive news continued in early May as SkyWest announced a $250 million buyback plan initiation. More sell-side upgrades followed, and in late July, SkyWest reported blowout Q2 23 earnings. There was more sell-side upgrades to come during the summer. Late October, SkyWest reported another better-than-expected quarter. Now, aiding all of this was the company's buyback. SkyWest had not bought back shares since early 2020. They started to aggressively do so in Q1 23. And while the buyback pace has cooled in subsequent quarters, it's still been aggressive relative to the buybacks previous to this year. So through the end of Q3 23, the company's actually bought back $244 million in shares. That's more than 23% of outstanding shares, and they've done so at a price of $25.44 per share. Early December, SkyWest shares hit $50 for the first time in two years. Gave Childs and other insider buyers a return of nearly 160% on their buys, and it gave investors nearly 100% return on their buybacks. That's a great combination, and that's a hard one to come across, where you have insiders and outside shareholders aligning and benefiting from the outside share price thanks to management actions. In this case, as management actions being the actual act of insider buying and the act of repurchasing shares. While we celebrate smart insiders for buying when they did, we should also shine a light on insiders who were smart about selling stock in 2023. Before we take a look at some examples of insiders who were very smart about their stock sales, let's revisit a little bit about what insider selling is all about. Unlike buying, insider selling is very nuanced. Think about insider buying as sort of a blunt instrument. We need to think about insider selling as a nuanced piece of equipment. Insiders sell for any number of reasons, and insider selling is largely driven by stock-based compensation. Most insiders aren't selling stock that they've actually bought. They're selling stock that they've been given as part of their compensation over the years. And many insiders have an advantage that no other market participant has. They have $0 cost basis stock. That's stock they've gotten in restricted stock awards. So insiders might not care about the prices at which they sell. But of course, they often do. And one way we can identify that is when they're using Rule 10b-5-1 plans. And within those plans, they're installing price triggers or minimum sale price thresholds. And some of the examples we'll talk about involve that. Let's start with oncology-focused biotech Novacure, stock symbol NVCR. In early January, shares of Novacure spiked from $70 to over $120. This was following the disclosure that the company's lunar treatment for lung cancer met primary endpoints. Insiders at the company were ready for such a sudden stock movement. They had Rule 10b-51 plans in place that were set to trigger sales at specific prices. CEO Asif Danziger started selling when the stock hit $108. Over the course of two days, he'd blow out two tranches of cheap options, expiring in 2026 and 2027. He generated nearly $21.5 million in pre-tax proceeds in the process. Three other executives followed him. They had their 10b-51 plans trigger at prices up to $120. Since that stock hit $120, it's been rough sledding for the company and its shareholders. Within days of those sales, Novacure's shares fell 15% after the company offered up a weak view of preliminary Q422 revenues. Come mid-March, the stock took another tumble, falling below $60 after an important sell-side analyst downgraded the stock. 
Earnings misses in May and June followed. In late August, the company announced top-line results from a phase three study for another drug that did not meet its primary endpoint. That news resulted in a 25% haircut for the stock. And then more bad news followed in late October with another disappointing earnings announcement. Come late November, the company was cutting its workforce by 13% and is refocusing its priorities. So after months of less than rosy news, Novacure shares were trading at just around $13 or down nearly 90% from insiders' average selling prices. Now, when we think about Novacure, we think about the fact that the CEO generated $21.5 million in proceeds from his sales. I think that's a large sale, and that's probably a meaningful sale. Sales don't have to be large to be smart. And one example of that is AMC Entertainment. Now, this is a stock that's been in the news a lot over the past few years. The movie theater train rode the meme stock wave in 2021 and 2022, and its CEO, Adam Aaron, cheered on retail investors making a series of bizarre moves that alternately excited investors and mortified investors. Definitely one of the more interesting names in the stock universe over the past uh, decade. A one-for-10 reverse split in August 2023 hasn't helped the stock, which recently fell below $7 for the first time ever. Here's CFO Sean Goodman on an earnings call from earlier this year. The box office remains around 16% below pre-pandemic levels. And there's some downside risk with the ongoing screenwriters and actors' strikes. And with our fixed cost structure and relatively high debt servicing costs, these are exacerbated by interest rate increases over the last 17 months, we continue to burn cash on the bottom line. Interestingly, the only insider sale at AMC in 2023 came in early January when Goodman sold about $378,000 in shares at just under $47. Goodman used a Rule 10b-5-1 plan to get that sale off, and the sale was timed to follow restricted stock vesting. Goodman was smart to have that trading plan set up. The stock's down 84% since then. Another name that's generated a lot of news this year is ChargePoint Holdings, stock symbol CHPT. Company provides electronic vehicle charging networks and charging solutions. And there's been a lot of news in that sector this year, both good and bad. The year started off on a positive note for the company as it announced a partnership with Mercedes-Benz to roll out a high-powered charging network this year in North America and in other markets in subsequent years. Legislative, regulatory, and other news combined with some sometimes disappointing earnings caused a lot of volatility during the first half of the year, as did a partnership announcement by General Motors and Tesla that is expected to hurt independent players like ChargePoint. Weak earnings and downside guidance in September was followed by the company selling stock aimed at shoring up its balance sheet. But the biggest hit the stock took was in mid-November when the company significantly lowered its revenue guidance. While this was going on, Pasquale Romano was CEO, and from mid-May through mid-August, he used a Rule 10b-5 plan to exercise and sell 400,000 options struck at just 27 cents and sell those underlying shares for about $8.20 per share. The shares resulted in a pre-tax net of $3.2 million for Romano, but the company's poor performance resulted in him losing his job, and the board showed him and the CFO the door at the same time of that mid-November earnings and guidance announcements. Shares of ChargePoint have recently been trading around $2, or 75% discount to Romano's average sale price this year. The common theme in each of these cases of smart selling that we explored was the use of 10b-5-1 plans. At Novacure, the insiders used the plans to target specific stock prices. At AMC, the CFO used the plan to sell in conjunction with the restricted stock vesting. And at ChargePoint, the CEO used the plan to sort of methodically reduce a large tranche of options. 
By using Rule 10b-5-1 plans, each of these insiders were able to capture good prices and where they were also able to sell during periods where they might not otherwise have been able to sell because of a trading window was closed. That was actually the case at AMC, where that sale happened just a few weeks before the company's earnings announcement. Examining the top insider buyers and top insider sellers of any years can be informative to our investment process. We now have six names to add to our list of people who we need to keep an eye out for. We see the smart insiders buying again and the smart insiders selling again. That's when it's time to use insider activity as a differentiated part of your process. That's what we'll be doing again in 2024. We wish you all a happy and prosperous new year. Safe investing to everyone. This episode of Differentiated with Ben Silverman was brought to you by Verity. Verity designs software that helps over 360 asset managers discover one-of-a-kind insights, streamline research workflows, and manage fund research productively. To learn more or begin a free trial, visit verityplatform.com. This episode of Differentiated with Ben Silverman was edited, mixed, and scored by Calvin Marty.